All right, and go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the KF Podcast. This is your Pro Wrestling Week interview. Today is April 23rd. I want to say thank you for listening. Found us on the interwebs. Just Google us at the KF Podcast. We'll plug in your favorite uh, social media or podcast catcher, and uh, you'll see all of our blog and whatnot. And uh, yeah, we're going to break down the last seven days of pro wrestling. Yeah. There we go. All right. So, um, no other major news like firings and all that. The only other thing I saw it wasn't a WWE firing. I did see that Eva Lee was fired from AEW. Yeah. Did you see the 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 match that kind of sparked all of it? Yeah, where she like gave up in the middle of the match and stopped wrestling and yeah, oh just my. just didn't do anything. She refused to sing Jericho's song and like she just stood there in a the crowd looking pissed. Yeah, she. I don't blame her on that one, but. <laughs> but yeah, she gave up in the middle of a match and just like was disgusted by it, so she just kind of sat there and. Yeah. Know. Thunder Rose is putting moves on her and she's just sitting there brushing her hair out of the way. And, uh. Yeah, it's a little. You know. She like, has a reputation, too, so. Yeah. Good luck finding work now. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, you're not going to go to the WWE. You're not going to NXT or anything, so I don't know what you think you're going to do. And yeah. it's, uh, it's sad, but, you know, she's a great talent, but it's uh, she her attitude seems to get in the way sometimes. Yeah, it does. Yeah, this isn't the first time she's had yeah. similar accusations. Yeah, so you had that... Um... What else was going on? I think uh, there's some new programming on A&E that the WWE has now. I think there was a Steve Austin show that was the other night. Um, oh, those have already started. Yeah, those have already yeah, started. This week. The we'll Stone Cold one I heard was pretty good. Um, then I think there's another show where, like, these people hunt down, like, WWE wrestling treasures. And yeah, have- it's, it's, I don't know. It, I think it would be cool. If Is it Rob could- Craig? No, no. It's not Rob Craig. Episode no. one was them hunting down like Mick Foley's first Mankind outfit. Yeah, the the blue shirt and everything, or the brown shirt and everything. I heard I heard Cornette talk about it. He said that they called him and were like, "Do you have anything on like a poster of when like Kane and Taker first wrestled, like when they weren't Kane and Taker or something like that?" And he was like, "No, I don't have any of that." And he said that they were like trying to track down all this like paraphernalia. So, yeah, some people think it's, you know, it's all right. You know, I guess if you... It's kind of like American Pickers, but with, like, wrestling, you know. (laughs) It's, I mean, it sounds like a cool idea. I'm going to probably try to go back and watch it, but it's, I don't know. It's... Yeah, something How long can you actually, like, keep a show like that going, though? I guess if you, I mean, the next one's going to be, like, one of Ric Flair's robes. You can keep making shit up for as long as you want of, like... Now we're looking for Roman Reigns' shoes, you know, like. You know. And now we're going. I want his original teeth. Yeah, yeah. his original teeth. Gonna <laughs> look for Mick Foley's ear. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, again, you're right. How how long can it really stay interesting as opposed to like Flair's robe? Is uh, yeah, okay, that interests me a little bit. You know, maybe Taker's first hat or whatever. Okay, but then like, I don't know. Yeah, the cool shit they're not going to do, like, hey, why don't you find, you know, like, I don't know, something crazy, like, you know, Owen Hart's blue blazer costume, one of his blue blazer costumes, because he wrestled like that in uh, Calgary for a while. Like, you know, just weird shit, but, you know. I guess the biographies, though, are Cole Piper's this week. That's supposed to be really good, because even Vince is interviewed on those, too, so. Oh, wow. You know, Vince was on the Stone Cold one, and. You know, I guess they're doing a Piper one, a Flare one. It's all big boys. Big boys. Uh, the Still only, the big boys dance. The only one people weren't excited about, I guess, is Warrior has one. Yeah, it's tough after you make a whole documentary about how he sucks and then you know, yeah. 10 years later. Yeah, and then you put him in the Hall of Fame well, and then he dies. Yeah. Odd. All right, well, let's yeah. get to uh, the wrestling. Uh, last week we had... Like, uh, the post-Mania SmackDown, I guess. Um, no, 
no appearance from Edge or Daniel Bryan at all on this show, which I was surprised by. They wrote him off. I, I guess there's some, you know, like, I guess Daniel Bryan wasn't real excited to be part of the match. I, I don't know what they're really doing with it. I don't know yeah, if Daniel yes. Bryan is shooting on that or if that's, like, legit. Like, if it's a work yeah. or it's a shoot. You know, I don't know what he's... Because I heard in that interview where he was like, yeah, I didn't really care for that. And, you know, my contract's almost up. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's really unhappy or what's going on there. But I don't know. I couldn't see Daniel Bryant leaving and going anywhere else. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, you know. Especially with his mm-hmm. wife and the way they're tied to... That she's tied as a Bella to the WWE and total Bellas on USA and all that. I just, I don't know. There's rumors that they might come back to wrestle at SummerSlam. You know, maybe start something with somebody. But, yeah, yeah I don't know. It could be interesting. Yeah. Um, tag team match on there. They're kind of still going with the uh, Owens and Zayn stuff, continuing that. Um, but then it looked like they were starting a program with uh, Cesaro going after uh, Roman until the end. Right, Bron? Yeah, and it's just Seth Rollins again. Yeah. Beating him up. Yeah. It's disappointing, but hopefully they'll get something where we get some fresh, some new blood into that kind of title picture. Mm-hmm. I was excited for maybe Cesaro getting a title shot, but it looks like he still has to deal with Rollins. So does that mean Seth? I almost said Seth Green. Seth Rollins <laughs> is uh, is with Reigns, or is it you know? No, I just think he hates Cesaro. Yeah, because uh, Cesaro okay. beat him. I, I don't know. I think it would be cool if kind of like they you find out that they're kind of like uh, in cahoots or allies a little bit. You know, they could bring Murphy over. Yes, Murphy. Poor Murphy, yeah. man. That whole thing. He his whole storyline got canned. Apparently, like. That Aaliyah Mysterio stuff, they had her sign, and then she just didn't really want to do it anymore. So they, like, dropped the whole thing. And then Murphy just got cold dropped, too. Because they had a whole storyline with him with Ray's daughter and, like, earning their respect, and then it all got chicken. It's sad. Yeah. Because really, he's not doing anything, though. No. Yeah. Yeah, especially for a guy that had a lot of, like, fire going for him, you know, like people were like, this Mm -hmm. guy can wrestle and Mm -hmm. it's amazing to me that you go about a year and a half ago and Aleister Black and Murphy had like one of the best matches that was so talked about on Raw that people were like wow, this new young talent, they went off and then Murphy wrestled Roman on Smackdown and people were like this guy's legit, him and Black or man, I could watch these guys wrestle now neither one of one's not even on TV at all, and the other one's is a jobber again. The other one's is standing yeah. in the ring. Only it's in the, crazy. Only in the WWE can you fall that fast, you know. Yeah, at least they didn't get fired. Yeah. Yeah. If that's sometimes a good... sometimes that's even worse. Not getting fired. Now you're just yeah. stuck there, dude. Yeah, especially uh, Alistair Black. Yeah. yeah. Alistair Black, Keith Lee. No one knows where the fuck Keith Lee's at. Yeah, who knows? It's a shame. All this talent, they just can't figure out what to do with them. Yeah. So we go over to Monday Night Raw, and, you know, typical Monday Night Raw, if the Viking Raiders beat a team last week and it, like, went over well and got good reaction, why not just do the same match over again the next week? (laughs) Right? Wow. Because, you know, that just books itself, right? Might as well just do it. Lazy booking. Might as well just do it again. Everyone's going to have their, their rematch, except for when you have the championship. There's no rematch clause. Yeah, except for yep. Oscar, you get a rematch clause. Now, my favorite match of the night on Monday Night Raw is I really enjoyed Randy Orton versus Riddle. I hope they're doing a little something different here. I like when they spin up a little bit of a a surprise or something fresh like that. That was good to me. I like that. Yeah, I, I like when anybody gets a clean win over like a, a legend. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm sure Randy Orton will end up killing him now. But, like, I don't know. It, it's two different <laughs> styles that, like, I hadn't seen before together. It's something new. That was good. Mm-hmm. I hope they keep doing something with that. Um, Different people beating the shit out of Elias each week is very old and yeah. dumb. Yep. I mean, now Kofi just beats him up. I don't know what the point of that. Um, Does anyone know where the fucking tag team champions are? 
They haven't even mentioned them. I don't even know who they are right now. It's Elmos and AJ. They won them at Mania. They haven't been on in two oh, weeks. That's right. <laughs> One of them has to have a had to get sick or something had to happen for them yeah. just to be gone like that. I don't know where they're. I don't know where that happened to them. But you'd think someone would have said something about why they've been gone. I mean, AJ nothing. has been on Raw every single week in some way, shape, or form. He's on whether he's backstage challenging someone, doing something, and now they win the belts and they're mysteriously gone for two weeks. <laughs> Nuts. Doesn't make any sense. No sense at all. Um, another thing that makes no fucking sense at all, so Drew McIntyre, and I don't know if you saw this, Ken, but I'll just set this up for you. So Drew, right. Drew McIntyre challenges Mason T-Bar because they beat him up last week, right? Okay. Um. MVP says Mason T Bar are not in the hurt business. I have no affiliation with Mason T Bar, is what he says. So okay. McIntyre's fighting the two of them in a handicap match. They start to just double team him and beat him up because, like, they're breaking, the, you know, they're not fighting. So the referee calls the match. And then Braun Strowman comes out to save him because all of a sudden. Braun Strowman. Yeah. Braun Strowman, now he's just a good guy. He, you know, he. And he, and he goes in and he goes, we don't do this shit around here. Like, jump people. Like, do you not watch the show, dude? We do this every week. So uh, then it becomes a tag team match because that's a raw trope. Like, if you yeah. break up a match, then you're suddenly tagging with them. Um, they both then have the idea, Strowman and McIntyre, to pull the mask off Mason T-Bar. And as soon as they pull the mask off, the goddamn stupid announcers go, Oh, there's our first look at these guys. That's what they look like without their mask on. I'm like, it's Dominic Dijakovic. The guy the guy wrestled for years on NXT and like established himself that he fought Keith Lee and, and all Dio Madden sat at the table next to those yeah. guys. And Dio Madden was announcer and role, and we're supposed to act like you don't know who they are. We're stupid with Mason T Bar, I think. Yeah. Without the stupid masks. Yeah. They're just like, Mason T-Bar's real faces have been reve- finally revealed. And look, we can see a clear look at their faces. Like and no one cared. And no one cared. Like Because they ruined it. They should have been like, oh man, we know who they are now. Yeah. Yeah. Instead we, of being not like, like we didn't know the whole time holy anyway. shit, that's Dio Madden. You know. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know any other. Since Brock Lesnar beat him up. It's amazing. I didn't know there was any other six foot eight black guys with long dreadlocks on the roster. You know, there's so many of them that it gets confusing. And they just think that you're so that we're so dumb that, like, yes. you know, oh yep. yeah, that's a new person. That's T Bar. It's Dominic Dijakovic. You dumb fuckers. Wow. Um, Damian Priest needs to move on from the Miz. I really don't get why he just keeps bringing up the Miz. And he, I don't know where they're going with that. And then uh, Oscar and Charlotte fought, and of course it ended up in everyone fighting. You could see that was going to come from a million miles away. Oscar got, or no, Oscar Charlotte got suspended indefinitely, though. Yeah, because she, she, she beat up the referee. She beat up the beat the shit out of referee. What is that story? What does that do for anybody? I, I think she might be in some hot water, and they're taking her off TV again. She's getting dental work done. Is that for real? Or are you lying? It's for real. Where did you hear that from? The interwebs. Huh. Eh, maybe. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> so let's go over to NXT. NXT. Um, Brock, did you watch NXT? Yeah. What the hell is Kyle O'Reilly's gimmick? <laughs> it's just a dork. They took a guy that was so cool... Like when he started becoming to the forefront of the undisputed air, coming out like a badass, coming out like a tough guy. Now he's like fucking slappy white walking down to the ring, like like slappy. skipping and and high fiving and dancing with that stupid music. What are they doing to him? Well, he came across as a jerk to me because uh, what's his name, Cameron Grimes, is being nice to him. Yeah. And wanted to like help him, you know, make money and stuff, and, like all that with merchandise. And, and then he just punches him in the face like a jerk. Yeah, for no reason. He's wow. like, "Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good, Cameron." And then he just makes fun of him and like punches him. 
I, I don't I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing with Kyle O'Reilly. They need to stop though. Well then he confronted Karrion Cross by the end of it. Yeah, which he looked better at the end. He looked better in his match at the end, but that promo shit was pretty bad. Uh huh. Um I enjoyed the, all the Indy Hartwell with Dexter Loomis stuff. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, her just trying to kiss him and being all excited about him. Um, I don't care less. He got <laughs> surprise pinned by by L.A. Knight, who's back. We thought L.A. Knight was gone, but L.A. Knight is back. L.A. Knight. Um, then we had Frankie Monet interrupting Io Shirai. Looks like maybe they're going to feud for a little bit. That'll, that'll be yeah, all right. That should be good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, GYV beat Brizongo, and kind of Brizongo just gets beat the shit up now. Now that they lost their belts, mm-hmm. what did you think about the debut of Sarai versus Miss Zoe Stark? Sarai, that was a good match. Yeah, she seems like she can wrestle. She, she's very Joshi though. Yeah, she can go. She's a little bit. Yeah. Bi- she's a little bit bigger than a lot of those Joshi girls from like AEW. She's a little bit more mm-hmm. size to her. Um, I like Zoe Stark though. I think she's talented. Mm-hmm. They're really, you know, pushing her. She's, she's really good. getting a lot of TV time. And everything. Yeah, I mean, she's really good for a person that was new to the roster. She can work. She can work with a lot of different girls. I enjoy, I enjoy her matches. Looks like she's gonna feud with Tony Storm now. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, Sarai was okay. It was a good debut. Um, I really enjoy Kushida as a champion. I like that he's maybe gonna start doing an open challenge every week. I think that's yeah. a good idea. He fought Oni Lorcan this week and beat him. That was good. That's a good match. That was a really good match. Yeah. I like that style. I think they should do that. He just comes out each week and does the open challenge. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you want to see that guy wrestle all the time. He's good. Um, <laughs> Imperium versus Everrise was retarded. I don't even know what the point of that was. Just to do the whole Drake Maverick, uh, Killian Dane storyline. Yeah. Killian Dane. Has everyone ever won? No. Killian Dane's going to join Imperium. Maybe he's going to reform Sanity. Maybe. And then you had O'Reilly versus Grimes, which is good. And then, you know, the whole stuff with Karrion Cross. No Balor, though. We haven't seen Balor in two weeks. No. Strange. Yeah. Loses and kind of goes away. Maybe he's coming back to the main roster. He's going to be the 24-7 champion. He'll be fucking champion. He's going to be uh, who Alexa Bliss brings in as the demon. Um, they need to do something because that storyline stinks. It does. I mean, that fallout from Mania where you had like potential to do stuff, they've done nothing with it. Nope. They just have a new puppet that doesn't do anything and she hasn't done anything since. Yeah. Yeah, really bad. Really, really bad. All right, well, let's go over to uh, Wednesday Night Dynamite. Started off. um, AEW always, I think, delivers with an opening match when they start off with an opening match. I can't remember the last time there was a bad one to start the show. This was Hangman and Ricky Starks. I thought this was really good. What did you think, Ken? I like Ricky Starks. I think he does a great job. I uh, I like the match overall. I thought it was good. He's such a good bad guy. He is. He is. He's a good heel. And uh, him getting down to his own music on the way out was good too. <laughs> like just like the enthusiasm he has, I, I really enjoy it. And Hangman can't be more over as like the stone cold oh of this God. group or what. I mean, like he's just so over. It's you, you couldn't be more over. Yeah. Everyone wants him to win. Everyone. Wants him to challenge for that belt, and they're just teasing you with it. Yeah, and I like that he's like, oh, you know, just kind of, you know, him hawing wishy-washy about the whole situation. Now, so, I don't know what to feel about Brian Cage. I felt like Brian Cage, they were kind of, like, turning him on Team Taz, and maybe he's going to be good. Then he just comes out to, like, be a heel again. Now, next week, he's going to fight Hangman. Yeah, I, I don't really get that. I, I don't know if they decided maybe to do uh, what's his name is going to be with Sting. Uh, uh, Monster. Yeah, Lance Hoyt, Lance Archer. All this is going to be is is another loss for Team Taz. I mean, oh, yeah. Starks yeah. goes down. Now, you know, Cage is going to go down next week to Hangman. Because Hangman ain't going to lose that momentum. 
No, no, not at all. Yeah. Like, I don't really see Hangman losing for the foreseeable future. Yeah, not until... until it's a title shirt. Yeah. Shot. Shirt. A title shirt. I like my title shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> um, next up was, what's going on with Trent with the question mark? What is this? What is this? He's always done that. Yeah, he's always been... Because in WWE, he was Trent Beretta. But I never then, remember him doing that in AEW till now. He's always been... It's always been Trent. Or Trent question mark. It's always been that way. Because then why did they make such a big deal about it? And JR was like, what's with the question mark? Because JR is an idiot. I honestly yeah. feel like that's the first time <laughs> he I just no- noticed it. I noticed it on the screen. Like literally, well, they might have put the question mark on the first time on the screen or something. But li- literally since he left WWE 10 years ago, he's just been Trent question mark because he can't be Trent Beretta. Okay. Uh, what did you think? I like how they announced them though this time. Uh, they're, they're, it's now they're trying to get it over. I think. Yeah. That's why they had our talk about it. And then whenever Justin Robinson entered, when he introduced him, he was like, "Trend." Yeah. Like a question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, I, I like it. I like that dude that's with Penta. I love that guy with Penta. I think he's great. I think he he. I think he's probably the best heel manager that they have. Yeah, he's doing a real good job. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Trent versus Penta? I thought it was a good match. I don't think it was the best of either of those. I think it got sloppy at points. Yeah, Trent. They didn't need the outside interference from that guy. Yeah, yeah. Because every match other than the women's title match on the show had outside interference. Yeah, there's a lot of. It got them. Yeah. Every match. Yeah. A lot of schmoz. A lot of schmoz. Yeah, but they're just continuing their little feud there. Um, then from there, we go to JR Interviews the Pinnacle. Ken, what did you think of this? Um, so I saw you post nonsense <laughs> on the interwebs there, I didn't about, how, about how the other three looked like they were in detention and yep, couldn't talk. Because they did. <laughs> but... but once again, Don Beordy can't see the forest for the trees and see how great MJF and Wardlow cut a promo because those three guys were standing behind them. I don't so want to hear how great Wardlow cut a fucking tape promo. Uh, I want to see him cut a promo in a ring in front of a live audience. He probably had 25 different stops and re-records till he got that down perfect. I'm not impressed by, Don, ta- Don, by tape you, Don, promos. Don, do you know if that was true? Are you just making nonsense? The promo that? was pre-taped earlier in the day. That wasn't live. So, so you know for sure he had 25 pre-tapes. I can guarantee crack. you that a guy who's never spoken on camera like he has, probably that's why they taped that promo so, so they can get it so right. So probably or definitely? Because there's, there's, there's a big difference <laughs> well, in the Ken, Obviously I don't work for the fucking show, so I don't have it for sure. But it uh, okay, the guys so never spoke, so the guys never spoke on never spoke on on live TV before ever. So he's he's I've heard him do cut promos. They're not the greatest, but I thought this was good. I, and you I, know I, what? So what if it was pre-taped? It's it was a good promo. This looked like it looked so fucking weird the way they were all sitting there. I mean, Sean Spears they didn't even have him on camera. He was like <laughs> so far in the back you couldn't even see him. I don't understand why this faction, who, like, these three guys, like, FTR, like, considers himself the big fucking deal. Like, they sat there like little kids listening to 25-year-old MJF, like, talk for them. And only Wardlow is allowed to talk. I'm like, why, like, at least when the Inner Circle talked, they spread the microphone around to a couple of the other guys. Why couldn't FTR talk in that? Sean Spears sat in the back like he was in trouble. Like, just sitting behind everybody like, I'm gonna be quiet. MJ, my dad's talking right now. We're not, we're not allowed to talk. I, I thought it was so fucking dumb the way that interview segment was up. We're gonna go to JR now live, but we, even though they already said we pre-taped this earlier in the day, then they go to this thing, and they're all sitting on these weird chairs like they're like at a Comic-Con. It was so dumb. I don't understand what that what that did for anybody at all. It was so dumb. And, of course, in typical AEW style, the pinnacle has to have a tape thing, and Jericho, again, for the third fucking week in a row, gets the live audience spot, not the pinnacle. They have made the pinnacle look like Chumps. Like nothing. They're not impressive to me at all when I was so impressed by them when they first debuted. They're going to win blood and guts. Yeah, they are. 
That's the whole point of this. Then Jericho's going to win Blood and Guts, and then the Pinnacle will be gone after Blood and Guts is over. I think Jericho created the Pinnacle just for someone, for him to have this Blood and Guts match that he's been dying to have since last year. They are going to win, and then yeah, the Pinnacle will split up because they'll blame MJF, and then that, and that'll be the end of that. That'll be the end of the Pinnacle. No. <laughs> Brock, what do you think about the interview? Did you like it? I liked it. I liked it. Um, I do agree, though. It's very oddly shot. Yeah. You couldn't see most of the guys during it, but I think that was on purpose, too. Yeah. Purpose what? To make them look goofy? <laughs> no, to establish MJF as the, as the leader of the team. Yeah, but I mean, I already got the gist that MJF's the leader. I mean, I'm there. You know, like, I, I don't, I, I don't know. You're not the only one watching the show. I just don't understand why they listen to MJF. Like, like, I don't know. He's not like he's 25 years old. Like, I don't understand why he's the boss out of that whole group, and FTR doesn't consider themselves equal in that. You know, they keep saying we're brothers, we're family. He's the only one that fucking talks. I get Jericho. He's the older veteran and all that with the inner circle. I don't understand. The whole relationship with MJF and FTR. I I, I guess I, I just didn't care about this that much. Like you're, <laughs> I, like I just thought it was a good promo. I did. I thought that was a good heel tactic to have because there's no one's gonna. There's the heel team. They get the they get the pre tape. The, the good guys get the live feed to get the crowd pumped up. Like Jericho that's, gets that's, the live feed. He got it when he was bad, and he gets it when he's good. I don't know what I don't know when Jericho drove up to Pittsburgh and kicked you square in the dick to get <laughs> you so pissed off at him all the time. I'm just it tired is. of him. Every fucking week we have to have a sing along and smile at the camera and he, sing along. He doesn't want in ring interviews. He doesn't want backstage pre taped interviews. <laughs> Brock, are you not tired of the inner circle sing sing along every single week, whether they're good guys or heels? Is it not old to you at all? I mean, every yeah. on this show we have bitched about the WWE doing things over and over and how tired we are of it. But this shit happens week in and week out, and like AEW fans are like, oh well, you know, it's Jericho's cuts a good promo. I'm tired of it. We see it every week. Okay. Here's what this is what this this segment turns into. You make me have to defend it because you just come down so hard on all this stuff. Jericho did not have a good promo this week. It was not good. Yeah, the whole the segment. MJF, was the MJF promo was was better than the Jericho live one by leaps and bounds. And if they both have to be pre-taped to have good promos, then so be it. Like let them do a couple takes of it to get their their feet wet. But I was not impressed with this Jericho one at all. But yeah, the fans, every other, everybody that they handed the mic off to fumbled their lines. Yeah, yeah. It's all like, just uh, so he can have a 15-minute sing-along party in the week. It's all for his ego. That's all it is anymore is his ego. I need, I'm Jericho. I need 25 minutes of a two-hour show every week or I'm going to complain. And they give it to him. And the whole crowd's got to sing. You got to sing. You got to. You got to over sing. They and... don't have to sing. They want to sing. No one's <laughs> holding these. This, this man's hostage, D dude. The pe if you notice when they shoot the crowd, the people that are overreacting singing are the paid AEW superstars that work there. It's not. They, there's people in the crowd too. You know they, they have to sing. You know they have to carry on like Billy Gunn's kids do, or you're gonna get in trouble. That's <laughs> that's how you. That's, also, too, it gets some TV time. If they overreact, so you get to see Sugar Dunkington actually on camera for a second or yeah. leave a mate because, you know, they overreact and they, they yuck it up. I get that to an extent, but yeah. you're not telling me that the only people in that crowd singing is the paid AEW people. Like, we, I'm not a fan of it anymore. I'm tired of it, too. Mm -hmm. But, like, it's all it's the same people that, you know, I don't know. Like, I just there's got to be some people there cheering for it for them to be doing it i don't know i just i guess i didn't i'm not as appalled by it as you are <laughs> it's just I, annoying. I, don't, I don't know i fast forward right fucking through it all right um then you had the aw women's championship match sheeta versus ty conti what'd you think 
I thought this was a... It, so it started off slow for me. So I watched this whole match. I enjoyed it after the commercial break. I really think it kind of got hard-hitting and they kind of get their got their stride. I don't know how often these two girls have worked before, but they seem to get a rhythm halfway through the match. But what pissed me off about this match is... Not because of Ty Conti lost and she just saw as the belt is. They use the same finisher and the same finish as the Hangman match. <laughs> like that she or like or no wait a minute. Was that the, the did she tap out Ty Conti? No, she got the uh She got pinned. She got kicked in the head with a knee. Okay, so I thought she used the same move. Someone I thought there was a match where someone got tapped out that was similar to the other thing, but I guess not. Um so yeah, I, I just thought that the, the match was good and uh, was it a great match? No, I really enjoyed that Britt Baker is now the number one contain- contender and she can you know actually fight for that belt. Yeah, I was just a, I thought the match was really good. I thought that they did a good job. I just wanted Ty Conti to win. I think she deserved it. I don't know why the belt has to be on Sheeta for over a year. Um, That's just that Britt Baker can beat her. Yeah, I would rather see Britt Baker. I'd rather see Conti win and have it for a month or so than Baker take it off her. Well, yeah. uh, she is one of Britt, Britt Baker's nose and everything, and they yeah. have a history. She she injured her twice. They just so had they just bu- built they built up Ty Conti pretty good. That I was pretty pro Ty Conti. I was liking her run, liking her storyline. I wanted to see her get this. I thought she deserved it. Because she's can, worked really, I, I really think, hard. She's done a really good job of, of really building a good character on that show. I really like her a lot. She'll yeah, still be around. I agree, and I think that if if Britt Baker wins that belt and bullies around Ty Conte, it makes it makes it a bigger win for her to beat the bad guy yeah. than to beat Sheeta. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. I mean, yeah, I'm glad Britt's going to be a number one contender. That'll be good. I think she's gonna win it. Sheeta just bores the shit out of me. She's she's a tough sell for an American audience. Yeah, and I, you know what, some of the stuff she does, like that, uh, you know, her kicks and her striking, and when she's actually getting going, I I, I am impressed with. But the charisma, I just don't. You know, oh, she I, doesn't connect. Yeah, she definitely is a good wrestler, but like she disappears for five to six weeks at a time. You don't even see her. She's had two matches in 2021. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I don't know where, I don't know what they do with her if she travels back over or has stuff going on, but she's just not around. It's like Brock Lesnar being what? the champion. Like, you yeah. know. Well, she's there. She just doesn't wrestle. She'll just be, like, backstage and stuff. Yeah. I, it's, I understand it. Yeah, I don't understand well, that's it. also, that's booking, like, that they're not really giving the priority to these, you know. Yeah. Meanwhile, Britt Baker in three weeks worked herself up the number one contender by having 7,000 <laughs> dark matches and dark elevation matches to quickly raise up those ranks, you know, real fast. Yeah. And she just wrestled twice. Yep. All right, we already talked about the inner circle and went on about that. We'll skip past the rest of that. Um <laughs> Next, we had Billy Gunn versus QT Marshall. Thoughts? It was stupid. It was. What was the point of the match? Because all it was was outside interference the entire time. Right. The entire time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have no idea. I. I mean, can I tell you the only thing that that I enjoyed out of this match? was when Dustin Rhodes showed up, I thought he was wearing a mask, and when he opened his mouth, I was yeah. like, oh my god, he's got, like, venom face. Yeah, he's that's, painted, he's painted venom face. He's painted the, the lower half of his face now instead of the side, one side of his face. And then you have yeah. Billy Gunn's kids that are ringside for every fucking match. They're right there on camera. And then when their dads get the shit kicked out of them, they're nowhere to be found. They got, they, got cha- they got chased off by the foundation or what? The factory. The factory. Yeah, they got chased. The factory. The, oh god, QT Marshall fucking sucks. He should not be the the leader of a heel faction. He's awful. He looked like shit against Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn just yeah. just get to kick the shit out of him. I get that QT's probably a great trainer and really good at wrestling school. He does not come off as a character that I want to see on TV at all. Nothing's appealing about him. Nothing's interesting about him. 
Um, the two guys that he had in the ring can at least... The one dude's got a big look to him. That Anthony, that Agogo guy, I don't think he can wrestle at all because they don't they don't bring him out to even he, like take. He doesn't him. need to. He just punches people. He just punches people in the stomach and then and then they're knocked out for the for, like they're dead. You can take a chair shot to the fucking head and you're okay, but Anthony Agogo hits you one time and you're done. I I think the fact sucks. I think yeah. QT Marshall sucks. I think this whole nightmare family against the thing sucks, and I don't like any of it. <laughs> I agree. I'm not a big fan of all this stuff. I'm just glad that he's getting a chance. I like and, the Hercules I, guy. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind that guy. Guys, he's all right. I liked, I liked the, the line that JR had during this match, and he said, I didn't realize it's so cold for that guy to wear a big jacket and a sweater. Yeah. <laughs> it's just well, that the All big right. guy and the, and the goofy looking weird eyed guy, they can at least wrestle. I watched a match That's with That's Bailey's ex fiance. Yeah. <laughs> I watched a match with them on Dark. They can at least wrestle. Like, I've seen them wrestle before. I've never seen a go go wrestle at all. Other he than need to. whatever yeah. he did. He hasn't done anything. I, I, I think they're really protecting that guy because I think he probably sucks. And they're like, we gotta like hide this. Yeah, really sure he sucks. Yeah. yeah, he's not good. He's just probably just started. Him and Jay Cargill are probably neck and neck with like greenness. Oh god, then Jay Cargill. Oh my god, I almost forgot about this backstage segment where <laughs> she said the dumbest fucking thing I've heard all year on national TV came out of Jay Cargill's mouth. Do you know what I'm talking That's about? That's what. Because Ted Cruz has been talking on TV, so she said the dumbest. Do you know, do you know what she said? Did you remember her promo? Was it, I don't need a manager, so I'm looking for the best manager. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got everybody trying to recruit her, and then she's like, look, I'm Jay Cargill. I don't need a manager, but someone makes me a good offer. They better make me a lot of money. Like, you just said you don't need a manager, but you'll take a lot of money. Who do you think are going to bring in the manager? Maybe somebody just got let go. Uh, they got 90 days, though. They could draw this out. She ain't going to wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's not Vicky Guerrero. That would be horrible. Well, it's definitely not anyone they just showed in that promo. Yeah. You know who I think it is? Who? Sting! Mm-hmm. It's Sting. <laughs> nah, I don't know. I can't think of anybody off the top of my head that would be... Maybe like a Kurt Turn Angle. Lance Archer's career around, that's for sure. Maybe like a Kurt Angle if they brought Angle in. I don't know. Maybe I don't know if uh, I don't. I don't want Kurt. It's too TNA. I don't want Kurt. <laughs> you you need Kurt somebody that's like got like the good on the mic. That's like evil, maybe a bad guy, good evil bad guy manager. You know that could talk for her. Just sell the whole that she's a beast and can destroy anybody. Paul Heyman. Yeah, I was gonna say that's the only the yeah. good heel manager. Because I mean, if you guy. think about people who just got fired, that's not Mickey James. She doesn't fit that role well. You know, like oh, I'm Mickey. No, she Bo- died in a train accident. Yeah, Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas. Oh, I can't really think of anybody that's maybe. How about someone like it. Medusa? Uh, Medusa can't really talk. Okay. She can talk in an interview, but I don't think she can cut a promo without getting too. Dixie Carter. I, I I think it's going to be Mojo Raleigh. Yeah, I don't know. Get hyped. Get hyped. <laughs> See, I think someone like Eddie Kingston would be good with her. He's got yeah. other stuff going on though. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's, busy he's John Moxley's sidekick. Yeah. yeah. So what did you think Talking about the inner circle? I mean, not the inner circle. What did you think about the elite cutting her promo? With Brandon Cutler, <laughs> their personal cameraman, and then uh, uh, Moxley, Stone Cold Steve Austin drives a monster truck into the into the thing, and then they all disappeared. I don't know what the fuck was going on there. That was kind of crazy. I'll be honest. I don't know how. I don't know where the other this other trailer was because clearly Moxley <laughs> was honking outside the trailer. Yeah. And then, <laughs> then all of a sudden they disappeared. Or, yeah, they like I don't ran know what out. Happened. Do you like that? Do you like that? Like the elite gives Nakazawa and, and Cutler like something to do. Yeah, I think they're just playing up to the rumor like that's the only reason those guys got jobs. Yeah, so they're just making it like blatantly obvious that I tell that's you, what, those guys have jobs. <laughs> I really enjoyed Nick Jackson's outfit. I don't know what the fuck he was wearing, <laughs> but it was absolutely hilarious. He looked like some kind I of Matt Jackson was a woman when he first wore. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mitt Jackson looked like a pimp of some sorts with that outfit he got on. <laughs> Those guys as heels dressing up in all that nonsense is yeah. fantastic. It is fantastic. <laughs> it is pretty funny. I like that Kenny Omega couldn't talk because the horn was going off. Could someone fix that <laughs> horn? What's going on? And then it's of course, you know, hey, you have to pipe, and then they're breaking windows. Like those two, yeah. get those two off TV for a while. <laughs> um. So after we had that, then we had Christian Cage versus Powerhouse Hobbs. What'd you think? Maybe this was the match that ended in a tap out. No, he he hit, him, he hit him with the uh, unprettier or whatever. Okay, yeah, because outside I... interference went awry. Yeah, so my thing about Christian Cage matches is, okay, I get it. You're old, and you're just <laughs> trying to outwork everybody. Yeah. But that's like the match. Honestly, I fast-forwarded. This is the match I fast-forwarded. Well, it, you it, you did right by it, because it was pretty yeah. abysmal, I thought. Powerhouse Hobbs is not good. He's not good. He's not. <laughs> the snarling, the weird faces, his moves aren't that great. He's the just botches. big. He's just big. A lot of botches. Christian As looked Don like Beale he was fucking last week. <laughs> bitch tits. Bitch tits, yeah. He looked Christian Cage looked exhausted by the end of this match. I mean he really looked Well, like, he got hit in the face like three or four times. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it was it was just I don't know. Now I think um I don't know who Christian Cage is wrestling next week, but why he's Probably not hook. <laughs> Probably hook. Why he's not with Brian Cage and Christian Cage and the Cages, the, the Cage brothers, the Cages and the Pages, <laughs> Page and Cage. Um, and then finally, the last match of the night, we had Darby Allen versus Jungle Boy, and um, this to me is exactly I say this all the time what I want out of AEW Dynamite. This is Jungle Boy, who I love, Darby Allen, who I love, and a main event spot for a title. This is AEW to me. This is what I'd like to see. Get rid of all these fucking other idiots that they have and everybody. This is what I like. Homegrown talent and a main event match. I thought the match was fantastic. But then again, it ended with a whole bunch of outsiders. Yes, yes, it ended with schmoz. Two-faced characters fighting each other. Why do we need all this outside interference? Exactly. exactly. The ending was so bad, but the match before the ending was good. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. But then Sting is involved, and Lance Archer. Yeah, why like, Sting hey. and, and, and Luchasaurus started having so much good guy beef and fought all the way to the back? And don't you like how they protect Sting? Like, they had to fight till they went back around the corner, and then you couldn't see him fighting anymore, you know? And then what happened? Like, then Luchasaurus, <laughs> and he just beat him up and he never came back? Tell you what, this thing was standing out of eye with Luchasaurus. Oh, Sting's a big guy, still, mm -hmm. you know. Even though he's But yeah, you're right. The ending, I mean, then uh, Sky comes out with Ethan Page, and then. Lance Archer. Lance Archer is going to fight them, and then it was the whole thing. Yeah, I don't know where they're going with all that. I don't think they know. It's just so much nonsense. <laughs> hey, we like, haven't had these guys on the show yet tonight. Send yeah. them out. <laughs> yeah, these are guys are uh, these guys are uh, bad guys. Let's send them out to beat up these two. I don't, so who I even won the match? Did it end in a disqualification? Um, no, uh, Darby won the match. Darby did some kind of weird coffin drop. Oh, he did the Last Supper that he calls it. Yeah, his, that's the ending. His yeah. surprise roll up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He so yeah and or no that was something different yeah I don't know I, I swear that there was a match where they did the he, exact same finisher but well I think him and um didn't him and uh, didn't Hangman roll up Starks no he did a he did like an STF on him okay yeah that's what I was trying to find it yeah I mean uh, yeah Darby Allen has a they refuse to say surprise roll up or like small package so they call it the Last Supper. Which I don't know why it's the Last Supper, but that's his... Well, he does an actual move to wrap their legs up. So it yeah. looks like it's an actual... And he horror. grabs the leg, yeah. He does his thing. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, they ruin a good match with so much shit at the end. So much yeah. nonsense, you know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Lance Archer loves Sting. 
Yeah, AEW, that's my biggest gripe with them right now, is every match has some kind of extra activity going on during it. Yeah. yeah. It's too much. It, it shouldn't be every match, but it was. Well, like Cornette calls it. And every, something happened immediately afterward. Like Cornette yeah. calls it, that every match has, a, has like, shenanigans in the beginning and an afterbirth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Afterbirth. That's what he calls it. There's always an afterbirth. And it's right. There always is some kind of nonsense going on afterneath, afterneath, afterwards. Afterneath. It's just getting old to me. Yeah, they need to stop with all that shit. There's no need for it. Because that's when whenever Nitro was going downhill, that's how it started with them. Like every, every match had some kind of shenanigans thing going on. It just got old really fast. Like, I hope they learn from that and don't do that. It seems like it's getting worse every week. Yeah, they've been doing a lot of it. It's kind of how everything ends. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, WWE does it too, but uh, not you know. in every single match. Yeah, well, you know, you're trying to be better than that show. Mm-hmm. So, Which isn't um, hard to do, but... I forgot we I got my I got the weekly wrestling ratings that I do now. So we'll go back a week ago. Um, Impact was down from their up from their low spike they had. They were at one thirty two. Uh, SmackDown also down from two point five to two point one million. Raw was also down from two point one million to one point nine million. Uh, NXT was up. From 802 to 841. So they got a little little bit of a bump. And AEW was down from 1.2 to 1.1. So not that much of a drop. Just like a couple hundred Mm -hmm. thousand. You know. So yeah. Everybody did okay, I guess. You know. Impact's numbers are impressive considering the platforms that they're on. Yeah, yeah. What's going to be tough for Impact now is that, did you see that uh, MLW signed with Vice TV? So it's already kind of a destination for some wrestling fans that get it, and now they can watch MLW wrestling uh, from that from that channel. That's good, because I actually get Vice. I don't get that Axis TV. Yeah. Yeah. What did you guys think? I only Comcast offers it at all, and it's like the biggest cable company in, in the country. So Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing hurting impact is where there are where they're yeah. you know, what did you guys, watch um, on their computer. Yeah, it's annoying. What did you guys think about Jericho's comments about the whole Wednesday night war stuff? Did you hear about that when he said in that podcast? No. Enlighten me. They did an interview please. and he said they they asked him what you think about NXT moving to Tuesdays and he said we kicked their ass. We sent them scr- crying and screaming and running the Tuesdays because they were afraid of us. It's tough because he. Part of me doesn't believe that. Yeah. Part of me, you know. But then, you know, to me, it just sounds like a guy trying to get his show over. Now, the, now the, the, the the rumor or the news going around is that USA Network told the WWE to move that to Tuesdays because they're they're going to now have hockey on Wednesday, especially during the playoffs. Uh, so there's going to be hockey for the next three months on Wednesday nights. Like, they're broadcasting playoff games from there, so they wanted NXT moved. Now, that, of course, is what the WWE is saying. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. I mean, I just think that they realize that you're going to get more. You're going to. I, I don't think it's one them going, oh, we got killed by. Because they never really got killed by AEW. Yeah, no, the ratings were always close. They were always close. I mean, it just was hurting both of them. It's just business is yeah. now better for both. You know, I don't know. I think. Yeah, it's SmackDown on Wednesdays and see what happens. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're going up against their third show, so that would be the equivalent of putting it dark, dark with NXT, yeah. with NXT and Elevation yeah. with Raw and SmackDown. That would be the equivalent of putting dark against Raw. Yeah, yeah, I, I just Jericho trying to get 
you know, some heat, get his stuff over. It is what it is. And I, I've talked to some AW marks, and they say the exact same thing. Yeah. When I bring up how the ratings were always within, like, 100,000, <laughs> so it wasn't like they were getting destroyed. And yeah. NXT was actually picking up steam right before they moved. Yeah. But it is what it is. Well, as you can see, it benefits both of them, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was a good business move. And I tell you what, from a fan perspective, I fucking love it. Me too. I actually watch more of the program now instead of fast-forwarding mm-hmm. trying to get four hours in on one night because I know we're going to talk about it the next night. So yeah. it's so much better. It's like sit down Tuesday night, I watch it Tuesday night. I don't know how, what, how ratings are determined. Is it based on if you're watching it live or if you DVR it? I, I think know. it's a little bit of both. I think it's going to be watched live, and then later on they'll do the uh, the DVR recorded uh, watchings. Because I don't think I ever contributed any of the ratings because I watch everything recorded. I mean, yeah. I mean, people who used to argue about it, like, I don't watch NXT on, on Wednesday nights. I watch Dynamite. I'm like, do you not have a DVR in 2021 <laughs> that you can't watch both? I've been able to watch both since the days of... Smacked out since the days of Nitro and Raw because I had a VCR back then. Like, yeah. I, I don't know at what point, like, you're sitting there flicking back between both shows. Like, here, here is my Monday night routine I'd watch the first hour of Nitro, yeah, and then I would watch Raw live, yep, and then I would watch the uh rebroadcast of Nitro, yeah, because it was on after it, it ended, yeah. unless they had some stupid movie that they were trying to push. And nights where I knew it was going to be two big shows, I used to put two TVs in one room. <laughs> I never went that far. We used to sit in my but garage I and I'd put two TVs out on the porch and we'd watch it. We'd watch both of them. Loser. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, we've had DV- TiVo since like the early 2000s. I don't know anybody that's like sitting there going, I'd give NXT a try, but I I, I watched Dynamite at that time. Like, well, yeah. now it's on Seacock the next morning, so. Like, my God, I think most people have some kind of fucking DVR system by now. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I've always watched them both. And uh, random weeks, I started one before the other, just depending on what mood I was in. Yeah, I would usually watch AEW Live and then NXT. NXT at the time had more fluff. Yeah, I can never watch anything live. A raw recap and a SmackDown recap that I could just buzz through. Yeah. So there you go. That's wrestling for the week. Hope you enjoyed that and all that shit and take us out. All right, everyone, please like, share, subscribe, invite, tell your friends. Have a great evening. Later. Later.